Every run is an experience. Mercury Mile makes shopping for running gear an experience as well. Save 10% off your stylus fee by using code AMR at checkout at mercurymile.com. Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell hanging out in the springtime in Denver. <laughs> Finally, it warmed up. It was a little chilly there when I went running last week and you still had some snow on the ground. Yeah, we still have snow, but it's, uh, it's, it feels springy, right? Uh-huh. So it's less brown. It's now it's a, it's a lighter shade of brown. All the, you know, trees and, and greenery slash brownery. <laughs> Sounds like a song from the 60s, a lighter shade of brown or something. Um, yeah, I did notice that when I then, so as, as people might remember from our, our um, Facebook Live recording of the podcast, which was very fun last week, I think we ought to um, make an effort to do that more often when I go out there for Summit STEM. Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, with that nice brick, exposed brick backdrop. That's how I'll choose Airbnbs, whether they're going to be good backdrops for Facebook Live. And um, so I did notice, though, that it was substantially not green there. And then when I came home, there were, you know, some trees starting to send out some buds and some uh, flowering bushes and things like that here. I'm like, wow. So um, substantially um, not green. Yes. Colorado. (laughs) There's a a hearty endorsement. (laughs) Right. There's a marketing slogan for you, not. Uh, So uh, what did you do for workouts over the weekend, Dim? Um, over the weekend, well, funny you asked. I did um, Saturday morning. I went and swam with my master's group, mm-hmm. so that was good. Mm-hmm. And then um, Sunday, I had an early morning uh, date with the airport to drop off uh, kid number two for a spring break trip. Mm-hmm. So um, I, and then I had some newsletters to send for the train like a mother club. And then um, thing one had to be down at her volleyball. Um, courts or whatever her site I guess um to do some work some volleyball work and so um so that's a long way of saying um I didn't do anything until um 1 30 when, wow. when the volleyball thing started and okay. I was like okay so I could sit on this couch which they have a very nice couch situation and I can <laughs> working um which is usually what I would do but I was like no it's really nice here so I brought a yoga mat and um, this thing called the Xfinity Band that I've had for a long time, it's made mm. by Icon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I brought it out to a park near, near her volleyball uh, building. I don't know what to call it. It's a facility, I guess, a volleyball facility. <laughs> and um, practice and uh, did a little workout on my own. It was like a set of, a, you know, really small stadiums. So um, like four steps up, you know, kind of like you would have a base at a like little league baseball game. <laughs> so, um, so I did some step ups. I did some push ups. I did some tricep dips. I did lunges. I did. Um, you can use this Xfinity band kind of as like a resistance band. So like the monster side shuffle. Um, mm-hmm. I practiced. Uh, one of the things that we learned in many happy miles was, um, you know, a big, a big uh, mark of your strength is whether or not um, you can get in and out of a chair on one leg, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a good marker if you have like one-legged strength, which is really what running is, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I tried that on a bench and that's hard, um, Mm -hmm. but I was able to do it. So yeah, so I did this like 45-minute outdoor workout. I was like, well, maybe I'm going to turn this into the bench workout. I don't know. So um, (laughs) that's what I did for for workouts. What do you do? 
Well, first of all, I want to commend you, Dimity. You are so fantastic at DIY workouts. Thank like, you very much. I, I just, I mean, I feel like, like, God forbid you were ever imprisoned. You could <laughs> be in like your little cell and you're like, it's okay. I'm getting in my workouts. Every day. I'll, see, I'll do my four, three, two, one pyramids today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you know what, like the thing about it is, is, you know, I mean, I do feel like yesterday, I mean, this basically since, gosh, I don't know. I feel like I've been going for a while now just with, um, with uh, kids activities and we had out of town guests and you coming into town. Like, I just feel like I've been going right. And so trying to make it to a one o'clock class or a, um, or even like getting up for something sometimes feels like such a, uh, such a commitment, right? Because I'm not really training for anything exactly right now, you know? So I'm like, okay, you know, you, you, I make some choices along the way. And um, yes, would I rather have be in like a Pilates class, having somebody tell me what to do in this lovely studio instead of <laughs> in the middle of this park field that has goose poop and dog poop everywhere? Probably, <laughs> but I'm going to feel a lot better. And I really, I mean, you can get so much done. Um, you know, it's kind of like, um, Oh, what would I call? Well, it's even the same thing with like the master swimming, you know, like I go swim on my own and I can get in more yardage because you don't have somebody, you're not waiting for somebody to tell you what to do. Sure. Right. Yeah. And like, there's, there's benefits to both sides, but you know, yesterday I just knew that if I didn't work out what I would feel like at the end of the day. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, so you got to squeeze it in and um, yeah. And I'm, and, and it's kind of, you know, I am getting, I am interested in that and I feel like I'm getting better at it. Um, so it's kind of fun to do a little test on myself. I know, I know. So it's nice to, but you really do practice what you preach in whether it's in many happy miles or in the train, like a mother club, like you are walking the walk and talking the talk. And so I just, you deserve kudos for that. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. yeah what did yeah. you do this weekend? Um, I, I ran and I ran. <laughs> so, uh, I am training for the Eau Claire marathon relay. I am the fourth leg of that. And I believe my leg is maybe the final 8.1 or 8.2 miles of the Eau Claire marathon course. So I'll be passing a lot of people because I'll be feeling. Oh, fresh. you're going to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. First of all, that's kind of long. That's not, you know, I, I think about dividing it up 20 Correct. Yes. Yes. I, th I always think like four miles, but you couldn't just, or six miles. I guess you couldn't just do six miles because you only get to 24. So some people are going to have to go more than that. Right. Like you. Right. But it's, it is still, yes, it is not exactly equitable um, because I'm not sure exactly why they have just, uh, they obviously must have a good reason for why they have the transitions where they have them. But yes, so it is the longest leg of the marathon relay in this case. And that was appealing to me. And then also Molly is going to be running a half marathon, the Vancouver, BC half marathon the same day that I'll be um, running that 8.1 or two or whatever it is. So I'm following her training plan, which is actually our training plan. <laughs> it is the train like a mother um, own it plan okay. from our second book. And gosh, it is a challenging program. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was a kind of a cutback week. And so we quote, only had to run 10 miles on Saturday with no special flavor miles or anything thrown in there. And then yesterday was just a very, very lovely spring day here. So I went out and ran what ended up being six miles. Um, wow. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot in one weekend, 16. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Jack, my husband is a real estate agent and there was a house, 
um, sort of close to Molly's that we want to looky-loo into. So I got to see her in the middle of the day yesterday. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I went six miles today. I didn't find any change. She's like, how do you do that? How do you get up and do that? We just ran 10 miles yesterday. I'm like, but it's so nice out. I had to go outside. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, all right. Well, let us well, do- That's a really good segue into the first question, right? Because she's out running 16 miles right now. Yes. Yes. I, I love that she took your advice, Sam, and, and that Devin, uh, I think that's her name, um, from Chicago is calling Mid Run. Hey, Sarah and Demony. This is Devin. I'm calling from Chicago, and I have a question. Um, I actually just am in the middle of my long run right now. I'm doing 16 miles, and I'm struggling. I can't seem to get a groove. I can't seem to find that nice cruising altitude. I feel like I'm stopping every other mile. I'm doing the Milwaukee Marathon April 6th, and I have a feeling that it's not going to be very pretty. So if you have any suggestions as to how I can get my groove back, I've done 10 marathons, four ultras, but this one's definitely the hardest. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you. Yeah. So, Devin, I think I, think I want to say that we have all been in your not literal shoes, but figurative shoes to feel that blah feeling when it comes to running. And yeah. 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 And that, I mean, the stopping every other mile. Um, yeah. I would, I mean, the marathon is so close. I, um, I'm not, oh, I guess she, she didn't call all that long ago, a couple of weeks ago, but now hopefully the fact that the marathon is a mere two weeks away, two and a half weeks away, hopefully, um, she's gotten over that hump because it seemed now thinking about it, she called during what definitely turns into a, for a lot of people, that rough patch of marathon training that it's, too, you know, you're really into the thick of it yet. The race doesn't seem close enough to feel um, sprightly about it or something. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of the, the mid mid cycle blahs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in Chicago is um, was not, from what I could tell from Al, what Al Roker told me, um, it was not a pleasant winter. I mean, not that, you know, pleasant and winter don't necessarily go together when you're talking about Chicago, but I mean, I think it was a rougher winter than, um, than other times. So, you know, you get weary of that. You get weary of being outside and wearing seven layers and your nose being cold and your toes being cold. And, um, and I mean, even yesterday, um, you know, we, like we were saying, we had lovely weather and, um, and Grant who's training for Boston right now, you know, I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have another long run. Like it's just, it just feels like he just goes and goes and goes. And that's kind of what marathon training is. And she knows this from running 10 marathons and four ultras. And sometimes, you know, it's fake it till you make it other times. I mean, I read this and I'm like, okay, I'm wondering what she did prior to this training cycle. Like, did she not give herself long enough to recover? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's coming mm-hmm. off an ultra or coming off maybe a fast marathon or one of her, like, you know, something that kind of taxed her um, mm-hmm. emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I would also say, and this is um, something I'm, you know, we are not doctors by any stretch, but I remember being, um, well, I think it was when I was training for Iron Man. I so, gosh, it feels so long ago. But anyway, I was training, what, training for Iron Man and I was out doing you know, what should have been an easy run. I'm not saying 16 miles an easy run, but if she's done, you know, 14 long distance races, 16 miles is a little bit of a, a give me right at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was out doing what I thought was an easy run. I was like, this is so hard. Why is this so hard? And, you know, turn around and figure out that I'm actually anemic. Like, 
you know, got mm-hmm. my iron level. I went to go donate blood and they're like, no, you can't, you don't have any mm-hmm. iron in your blood. And you're mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. Oh, whoops. Okay. So, you know, so, I mean, I guess I would also look into that if that is, you know, because I think it's, it's not just a physical thing. I mean, it is mostly physical and feeling tired, but that can manifest itself and feeling like not as snappy as you are, not as mentally, you know, wanting to stop every mile. It can manifest itself in motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I would um, also look if it if it seems to continue after this Milwaukee marathon. Yeah. And maybe the, the thrifty and um, perhaps somewhat um, generous person at the same time uh, in me would say, maybe go to donate blood Devin after your marathon. And then they can tell you whether or not sure. You have enough iron. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's, it's an easy way to do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, then to know, and, and I mean, I wouldn't have ever known that I would have never thought about that until that came up. And then I went to my doctor and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So if you have, or if you have good insurance and could also. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. Speaking as you and I are both self-insured. So we're yes, like, so yeah, so how could you find out on the cheap you're anemic? <laughs> yeah, you can donate blood. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that, that had definitely sprung to mind. I was um, texting with a bammer yesterday and, and she mentioned that she was feeling kind of blonde. I know she just um, came off an ultra. She's training for an ultra. And I'm like, oh, okay, well make sure you're your iron level is high enough. And so, but also I'm thinking maybe after this for Devin, maybe after this Milwaukee marathon, it's time to take a longer break and maybe switch things up. I mean, maybe if, you know, if she, I get the sense from having that she's done 10 marathons and four, four ultras, I get the sense that she likes to do competitions. So maybe it's see, you know, hone your 10 K speed, but choose a race that is, in late August or early September or something, you know, so to really give yourself some time to recover after the marathon and just go out on some yaya runs if she wants to, or go to a spinning class, go, you know, go work out with an infinity Xfinity band and a yoga mat <laughs> in a field. I mean, whatever it is, exactly. I got it to work out for you. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely think, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that, you know, I mean, or, or, Maybe, and maybe she ended up having a great end of her training cycle and nails the Milwaukee Marathon. But, you know, just more, more kind of be very thoughtful about what you're doing next. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't just enter a race because they've got 20% off or your best friend mm-hmm. is doing it or mm-hmm. um, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Spring is here. Time to freshen up your running gear. Mercury Mile has everything you'll need to look and feel great as the weather turns warmer. Mercury Mile is partners with the brands they work with, and it's important to Mercury Mile that their partner's value align with their own. Janji, for example, is a boutique running brand that makes bold, high-quality running apparel and donates 5% of their proceeds to fund clean water projects in countries all over the world. That's an initiative Mercury Mile can get behind and thinks their customers can too. Mercury Mile introduced me to Janji with a well-designed, comfortable tech tee in a Mercury Mile box I got last fall. Intrigued, I ended up buying the coolest pair of two-in-one Janji shorts. The short's longer liner has a pocket on either side that comfortably holds a cell phone. Brilliant. You can start running your Mercury Mile in just three easy steps. Go to mercurymile.com, complete a short profile outlining your sizes and preferences, choose a shipment date, and check out. It's that simple. At mercurymile.com, their expert stylists create a personalized shopping experience for women and men. Then they deliver what you need right to your doorstep so you can get moving. Save $10 off your stylist fee by using code AMR at checkout at mercurymile.com. That's right. Save $10 off your stylist fee 
by using code AMR at checkout at mercurymile.com. This next question comes to us from Jess in Pennsylvania. Hello, Mother Runners. This is Jess from Pennsylvania. And my question is, I'm wondering what advice you might have for a wannabe trail runner. Um, I am a classic road runner. I love to just throw my shoes on and head out the door into my neighborhood. But as I am getting older and have some low back issues, I know that the trails would provide a little more cushion for my body and maybe a little more nature headspace for my mind. Um, but I always find the process really intimidating. I do own trail shoes, but outside of that, I have no preparation for trail running. So uh, any advice you can offer to this wannabe aspiring trail runner would be much appreciated. Thanks. All right, Dimity, you always have great trail running advice. Yes, you're singing my language, man. I (laughs) definitely think that if you have any interest in in trying trails, you should try them. I mean, that's, that's what I would say across the board. You know, there are some people who are like, I just want to stay on the road. Awesome. That's what you should do. But if it calls to you, it's worth it for you to try them out. Mm-hmm. Here's how you try them out. I would start with, um, so she's in Pennsylvania. My, I don't know where in Pennsylvania, um, but there are a lot of kind of what they like rail trails, um, mm-hmm. old, you know, old um, railroad tracks that, or maybe not even old ones, but, um, you know, you can run along those for a while. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily even need to be on trail shoes in your trail shoes. I mean, I love that you own them. And if you feel better in them, you can definitely wear them. Um, but you know, you can kind of do like a little bit of a hybrid. It's kind of like a gravel road a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. you can definitely just um, be in your running shoes if you want to your regular road running shoes. And then, um, and then I would either look for maybe a, um, like a, you know, if a, if a running, store or running club has some kind of trail running, um, you know, beginner trail running seminar or some kind of way to introduce you to the trails. I mean, you can definitely go out by yourself like that. There's not, there's nothing wrong with that. You just need to know kind of where you're going and what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so two, that's two things like the difficulty of the trail and also where the trail goes and, mm-hmm. and, um, and being prepared, um, just because you never know. Right. Yep. So, and, and, and paying very close attention. I'm thinking about your, um, was it that you wrote in run like a mother, Timothy? I think you wrote a really nice uh, chapter about trail running in there. And you talked about not only looking at um, things when you turn, looking at them on your way out, but turning around and giving them a glance of, to see what they're going to look like when you're coming back and staring at the other side of them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And but I almost feel like, um, like there's a step in between, like a park, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. if you could go to, I mean, like, like when we went to the Minneapolis, um, when we went to the Twin Cities Marathon last, last uh, fall, there was a park that, that um, we went to that was perfect because, um, you know, it was definitely trail environment, but marked trails, right? Mm-hmm. And so you felt, you know, I, I kind of knew where I was. You kind of knew where the parking lot was. Same thing I did when we went to Maine to do the swim run, Katie and I, like we went and ran in like a state park. Um, again, that, that has a little bit more of a, um, I don't know, what's the word? Like a little bit more- Trail like, system. Yeah, well, it has a trail system, but it's like it's adventure light, right? It's not like you're heading out <laughs> to Alaska wilderness, you know, to climb this mountain by yourself kind of thing, you know? <laughs> So that's, that's where I would start. I mean, and the biggest things about trail running in addition to that is um, watching your feet, like think about picking them up just a little bit more because if you are on a rocky or rooty trail, which if you're in Pennsylvania, that's chances you are, are. <laughs> lots of roots. Um, um, don't worry about your pace at all. Like I would almost say, leave your Garmin or if you have a GPS or that kind of thing behind, or really just don't worry about it because you're going to slow down 
at least a minute, if not two or three, depending upon if you're climbing, depending upon how technical the trails are, a minute per mile, that's per, per, per mile. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, don't be like, oh, well, I normally run 930s in the road. Why can't I run 930s here? Well, because you're climbing, you may not even know you're climbing, but you're climbing and you have to kind of do do around the rocks and the roots and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and then just enjoy. I mean, just really enjoy it. I mean, the one thing that I... I've said this a number of times, but I always feel like trail running, like I'm in a video game, like mm-hmm. you're in a live video game. Like you get to pick, am I going left? Am I going right? Oh, what's to my, you know, what's that tree looking like? What's, you know, I don't know. Do- just- dodging around this and, you know, yeah, and yeah, it just- avoiding that puddle or going through that puddle, whichever you choose. Yeah. 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 It just feels, it makes you feel, it makes me feel very alive. And, mm-hmm. um, and I really, really love that feeling. So I definitely encourage you to do that. I hope, was there, is there anything you'd add? I feel like that was a weird primer, but. Oh, no, no. I, and I definitely get the, uh, it definitely makes me feel intrepid to do that. I love your advice again from that same chapter in Run Like a Mother, when you suggest if you go out with a friend who is experienced on the trails for, um, when I think of you, Dim, I think of your friend Katie, because um, it seems to me that she's one of those people that knows a lot of trails. And yeah. so then, you know, have her lead the way out but then you're the one who has to lead back, obviously with someone, again, using that example, Katie, if you said, oh, we turn left here. And if, if you're wrong, <laughs> you would say no. No, but you're that, wrong. But, yeah. yeah that, that, uh, uh, but that you're the one who theoretically is leading and she's only correcting if you're going to, you know, uh, take you all the wrong way. So, yes, yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's when I um, moved up from San Francisco to Portland, I would, I, before I moved up, I would go come up one day a week for business. Um, I worked for Lucy, what became the Lucy stores and um, it was lucy.com at the time. And I would get to go running with colleagues and they would, they're the ones who introduced me all the amazing trail systems, particularly on the West side of Portland. And it was the same sort of thing that I'd be like, okay, okay, no, no, no. I remember this from last time. We're going to turn left here. And if we turn left here, we're going to get to, you know, that rhododendron Glen, and then we're going to turn right and did it, you know, so sure. um, it sort of adds to the intrepidness in a very safe way. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, For sure. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really uh, worth your time. So yeah. And, and if you do have any um, trail running friends, like just ask them to go, you know, minus the, the directions, just go with them. You know, just mm-hmm. go with them a couple times and see if you like it. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, chances are you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's a question from Jean in New Jersey. Hi, this is Jean from New Jersey, and I'll be training for my third marathon this fall in New York City. Um, and I'm just wondering about adjusting training plans for summer vacation. So I have a two-week stretch where it's going to be pretty hard to consistently get my runs in, especially at least one long run. So should I start my training plan a little earlier or double up another week? What is the best way to approach that? Thank you so much. Bye. Yes. The um, age old mother runner question, how to adjust training plans for summer vacation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> half, half the questions in the train like a mother club, um, you know, in August uh, and July. Yeah. I, I mean, so New York city, awesome that you're running okay. that first yep. of all, super fun. Um, a two week stretch where it's going to be pretty hard to consistently get her runs in especially at least one long run. Um, so it's not, I wouldn't double up any weeks and I wouldn't, you might want to start it a little bit earlier, but the two weeks, that's a pretty significant amount of time to not, not to be running. And so I would kind of, you have enough time now to think about your vacation and what can you do so that you can get in? I mean, 
I would say three runs a week, you know, with, um, you know, it des- definitely doesn't necessarily need to be exactly what's on the calendar um, or on the training plan. But I would also say, you know, if you do have an 18 miler, um, you know, lined up then in it, and it's one of three long runs, like maybe you have 16, 18, 20, and those are your longest runs, like we need to figure out how to get that in. Um, mm-hmm. in a way that that works out and is safe for you as far as progression goes. Um, and as, during the week, I mean, or while she's on vacation, I would say, you know, two runs of 45 minutes and one of 75 minutes or something like that to feel like she's still got her groove. Cause it's also coming back from vacation and two weeks again is a long way to be away. It's great. It's a good, it's a good for your body and mind and all that, but you're going to come home try to get back to your regular routine and try to get back to running. That's, that's a lot to put on your plate, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to emphasize that again, the doubling up that that is not that making up for lost time is, is not the way to go. That's the way to, to run yourself into an injury that, so that, you know, you think like, Oh, well, I missed that 16 miler and I'm supposed to do a 14 miler. Well, I'll just, you know, do both those this week. It's like, Oh no, 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 no. You do not want to suddenly, you know, go from a week where you're, you know, when you're on your vacation, maybe your mileage is 20 miles and then to come back and do a 40 miler. That's, that's no bueno. So, um, I mean, I think it's sort of also depends on where the summer vacation falls because the, you know, at least New York city comes you know, early November. So a little bit later than, than say Twin Cities, Chicago, something like that. Yeah. So, so she does definitely have time. So to, would you say kind of repeating training weeks if she could, if she could do it? I mean, you know, like, let's say she goes away on week six. Um, could she then go off, try to run what she can while she's gone and then come back and pick up again at week six and go from there? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think that that's okay. As long as, as long as she feels okay about that, you know, mentally that's going to be, you know, say she's on a 18 week plan. That means that she's going to be really on a 21 week plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, but that's okay. Yeah. That's definitely okay. If that feels good. I mean, I, I guess what I would do more than anything is, um, is plan for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And don't just wait until, um, you know, Oh, you make your checklist for what you need to bring. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you're looking at your training schedule as well that week, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so just trying to be as deliberate as you can about, um, what you can do, you know, and don't feel guilty. Like, don't be like, Oh, well, serendipity said, I can't, you know, I should definitely try to run, you know, like don't do that. But also don't, again, like you want to kind of consistency and you brought, you know, consistency is going to help, you come back and, and bring that re-entry a little bit, make that a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, I mean, um, let the internet be your friend before you go. And, and Jean, for all you know, you know, maybe the hotel your family's staying at has, uh, you know, a g- gym that has more than just, you know, a set of dumbbells and a, a rickety old recumbent bike or something like that, you know, or so maybe it has a treadmill or maybe it's right near a nice paved Riverside Trail or Beachside Trail, wherever it is you're going. So there are opportunities. I mean, I think about, you know, I always look for, is there going to be a pool anywhere near when, because I like to be able to swim when I go away. So it's sort of the same thing that just kind of let Google be your guide before you head out, um, head off on your vacation. Yep. 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 All right. So we got um, Whitley in Atlanta. Hey, Sarah and Dimity. This is Whitley calling from Atlanta. My question is about getting slower. 
I'm 27, and I've been running consistently everything from 5Ks to half marathons for about seven years now. And up until the past year or so, I continually got faster and stronger. And I dealt with a couple of injuries along the way, but overall, definitely saw steady improvement. But for the last year, I can tell I've definitely slowed down significantly. So, for example, my 5K PR is 25 minutes, which I did two years ago. But lately, I feel like I would have to exert that same effort just to break 30 minutes. I would say that I feel heavy in the legs more often than not when I'm running. And one thing to call out is that I did intentionally gain about 20 pounds over the last year to year and a half working with my dietitian. So I feel like if that's what actually has slowed me down significantly, I would say that that has been worth it for me because I'm definitely a lot happier following my dietitian's meal plan and being able to eat more and not be underweight. But I'm wondering if it could be something else that I could tweak or work on to get some of my speed back. Thanks, ladies. Dim, you know, I chose this question um, because, you know, yes, um, you know, the whole um, intentionally gaining 20 pounds over the last year, first of all, um, great work doing that, Whitley. It sounds like it was um, necessary for your health and your well-being, and uh, you did it in a really smart way of um, to do it. And I realize that's not a common thing. Probably a lot of people listening are like, oh, I wish I could gain 20 pounds intentionally. So, um, but I just feel that this question really, we can zoom out and because everybody goes through changes in their, um, you know, the things, things, uh, let me try to say this well, things affect your pace. All of us do, whether it's age, coming back from pregnancy, gaining weight, losing weight, you know, that, that we don't all remain the same pace year after year after year. Totally, totally. And so this, I mean, I would almost say to Whitley, I also applaud you for, for getting healthy. Um, and I would also say like, okay, so this is chapter two of your running life. You just, you had chapter one and that was successful and that felt good. But now let's see what happens in chapter two. What can we see? What can we create? What can we do to make you feel strong and make your legs feel not so heavy? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that comes to mind, first of all, is strength, which I know like a muscle, you know, weighs more than fat. So people will be like, oh, I don't want to bulk up my legs. But by strength training, you're not going to bulk up your legs. I mean, I think that that myth has been debunked enough times, unless you're like on, you know, cytogain and eating, you know, <laughs> 12,000 egg yolks a day or whatever the hell those bodybuilders do. Um, you know, you just need to um, think about, you know, because you want your legs to be super strong and super, um, and feel light. And that's, I mean, that's, that just feels good regardless of how fast you're running. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then kind of talk about where you are, you know, if, 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 if a sub 35 K feels difficult for you right now, then let's set the goal right now for 30 minutes and just say, okay, you know what, this is, I'm going to go see where I am. This is my benchmark. And then I'm going to go from there. Right. Instead of being like, well, oh, but that's five minutes slower than I was a couple of years ago. And gosh, I don't even want to go out there because it's so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Reality is, is you're still running faster than a lot of people ever will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, first of all, I mean, not, not that, that you have to stomp them down in order to raise yourself up so far from it, but just know that it's all relative, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so take your first benchmark and then see where we can go from there. And I would, you know going from there, I would say, you know, strength training twice a week for sure, if not more. And then also trying to build in um, one session a week where you're getting a little bit more speedy just to see what, see how that feels, see what, you know, um, speed up to a pace that feels like something that you want to be running. 
Mm -hmm. see how that feels. Um, over time, that's going to feel easier and better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and different ways of working on speed so that, you know, if, if the track isn't Whitley's thing, you know, um, try doing a tempo mile here or there or hill repeats, things like that, that it's not just about gunning it at a, at a track, which can sometimes seem, hmm, if you're not feeling fast, sometimes it can feel kind of demoralizing to go to a track. And also you feel a little bit more on view and it sounds like maybe um, she's, you know, cognizant of, of feeling quote unquote slower. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and yeah, so so hill repeats are awesome. We call those bogos. Buy one, get one. You get speed and strength in mm -hmm. one. Um, you know, fartleks. I mm -hmm. love that. You know, speed play, but just going and you know, quote unquote, playing with your speed, right? Like I'm going to run to that mailbox as fast as I can, and then I'm going to slow down. And then I'm going to run up to that light post at a medium effort, and then I'm going to slow down. And just kind of you know, anything from you know 30 seconds up to five minutes. You know, push your pace and then bring it back down. It's kind of like you know, rolling with the waves of the ocean. Just kind of pick it up, put it down, pick it up, slow it down, pick it up, slow it down. Just again, just and and really tune into how you feel. I mean, you know, you might be, um, and I, I don't know you, and I didn't even. <laughs> I haven't even heard the question live, but you also might be carrying that 20 pounds in your head more mentally than your body's actually physically carrying it, mm. you know? Yeah. Because it's really easy to say. I mean, it, it, all of us do it, right? I'm not as in shape as I used to be. And then all of a sudden, what used to be quote unquote easy is now super hard. Well, yes, certainly there's probably some physical part of that, but how much is that also how you're talking to yourself about it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now, like, I look at some of the bike workouts that um, if I do end up, you know, I say I'm not training for anything right now. I'm looking into maybe doing an aqua bike or doing um, a 100K um, bike ride with Grant. And I start thinking about trying to ride for, you know, two hours or two and a half hours or putting in um, tempo efforts or hill repeats. And I mean, I did that in my sleep. I've done that in my sleep for a long time, but I haven't done that recently for, you know, a year and a half, two years, maybe mm -hmm. two, I don't even know, <laughs> it's been a long time. you know, and that's scary to me right now, mm -hmm. you know, even though I'm in quote unquote good shape, right. But I'm not in good biking shape. So mm -hmm. I've, I've added a mental layer to what could be a little bit easier. And mm -hmm. uh, again, I'm not saying that this is necessarily the case, but I'm saying that it's, it's human nature to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also on that same sort of note about thinking like, Oh, I'm always going to be this way. You know, uh, you know, you with biking, if you, you know, start adding in distance to your rides, well, you're going to be riding that two and a half hours, you know, um, in your sleep again. And the, with Whitley, you know, don't be thinking, oh, well, I'm 27. It's all over now. You know, I mean, I think I'm like 27. She's so young. Exactly. And, and that, that, you know, I think uh, so many mother runners, you know, I, uh, 40 is a big birthday for a lot of mother runners. And that, that some people think like, oh, that's it. My, you know, days of setting PRs is over. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, there, you can always be working on speed and, and, you know, so you're coming back from a baby, you pass your 40th birthday, whatever it is there, you, you put an intention and you work toward it with, um, you know, smart intensity and you can reach goals and, you know, that, that you can have, you know, Whitley, you can have that time goal that, that you've been felt like was out of your grasp now that you've put on those 20 pounds. So totally. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, all right. I, I, mean, I just hit the microphone with Whitley's question. Sorry. That was not, <laughs> that was not intentional. <laughs> so, um, 
All right. So whether you're Devin calling us mid-run or someone uh, sitting at your desk and, uh, uh, you know, fretting about something or other, um, we hope that you will call us with your question. And that number is 470-BADASS-1. Dimity, remind us what that translates to numerically. Um, in what language would you like that, Sarah? <laughs> yes. We'll the go translate. Auf Deutsch? 470 2771. Again, that's 470-223-2771. Um, leave your first name and where you're calling from and keep your message about 90 seconds. But if you go over, we will not, um, you don't get the buzzer. Yep. Yep. And if you're, let's say your dog, so just, I'm thinking, at, I don't know. Did you just, Adam, did you yeah. just hear one? Did you just hear yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so let's say again, let's say your dog starts barking, your baby starts crying, you know, suddenly somebody lays on the horn and you have to call back in, just start fresh as if you haven't called in ever before. So it'll help us um, choose your question. Cause I do, I do want to say that we do get more questions than we can answer. So apologies that we are not able to get to everyone's questions. We try to choose a variety of questions and that hopefully address, you know, a wide range of athletes as well as a wide range of topics. So, and uh, we appreciate you subscribing to and rating this podcast wherever you listen and keep your questions coming. We are here with answers.